Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. All right. Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, everybody. Uh, thanks for bearing with us through some of these technical difficulties. All you jumping in. Uh, for those that are uh, on the Zoom, you this will be replayed and reposted later on the Uncommon Real Estate uh website, uh, Facebook group, and also we'll be dropping it in the Uncommon Real Estate podcast. So um, if you are on the Zoom, you'll see that there. If you are in Zoom, we've got a Q&A section so you can write, drop any questions that you have in the Q&A section. And I'll be also monitoring the, uh, the Facebook page, the live Facebook page. So if you have any questions for Mike, jump on there. So with that said, let's jump in it. Mike, tell us about yourself. Where were you? How'd you get started in real estate? Where are you now and where are you headed? Yes, sir, man. And, 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 and because of the technical difficulties on my end, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm prepared to make this fire. So everybody that's tuned in right now, man, we're going we're gonna to drop some knowledge for you so that you can take some stuff, some actionable content so that you can implement right away back into your business. But yeah, my name is Mike Wall. I am, um, I, I've, I've actually been in the, I've had a license since 2002. Um, uh, I, w I went to work straight out of, uh, of, of, of school for a, a top agent in my area, a REMAX guy named Phil Herman, who, who sold, you know, uh, three, or, three, to, three to 350 homes per year. Um, because what I figured when I got out of school is, hey, listen, I don't have a lot of knowledge. I have a lot of time. I don't have any money, or excuse me, I don't have any knowledge. I got time. Um, and so I'll pay a little bit of money in, in the form of a commission split to learn from this guy who I considered to be the best in the business, right? And so um, I did that. I went to work for Phil. I worked for Phil for just as a buyer specialist. Uh, I learned a ton about what to do, about what not to do. And, um, and you know, eventually, so I, I worked there for seven years. Um, and everybody knows what happened in 2008, the market completely crashed. No one was really buying homes in our area. So I actually went back into corporate America and worked for a company, um, based in Cincinnati. We had a satellite office here in the South Dayton area and I was selling copiers, man. And, uh, I, I did that for the better part of five years and, and uh, was absolutely miserable. I was really good at it. I did, I, I won president's club, went on great trips. Uh, but just was not happy, not happy at all. And so um, I knew I would get back into real estate. I just didn't know how and I didn't know when. Um, so in, in November, late October, early November of 2014, I started calling expired leads. And by May of 2000, uh, excuse me, this all happened in October, uh, uh, early, Late October, early November, 2013, and then by 2014 in May, I had 44 homes listed, and I went to my wife and I said, "Hey, listen, um, it's actually costing me more money to be at my corporate job than it is to be in real estate." Asked for her permission to quit. The first year back in real estate, went out and sold 57 houses. Second year sold 104 houses. Third year sold 187 houses. Fourth year sold 309 houses, and we've just been kind of duplicating our efforts ever since. And, uh, you know, now I have a, a team, we have 15 agents and, uh, we're grinders, man. That, uh, the, the, you know, the foundational principles we're built on is, is just, is, is grinding out the phones and, uh, we're really good at it, man. And, 
Uh, it's the only way I've known. Uh, I did partner with a gentleman uh, named John Puelski about two years ago uh, on the real estate side. And he was, he was more of a networker, right? And that was nothing that, um, it, it was something I knew I needed to incorporate into my business, but it was something that I didn't, it's not that I don't enjoy doing it, but it, to me, it just wasn't, um, it wasn't scalable, right? I mean, I could only be in so many places at so much time. And so I knew if I could sit down on the phones, if I made 400 calls, I'd get 40 contacts, I'd get four appointments and I'd get one sale, right? I can scale that all day, every day, right? And so, um, you know, and, and, you know, so in 2020, here I am today, we have a team, like I said, of about 15, 16 agents. Um, we have a full administrative staff. We have a contract manager. We have uh, a listing manager. We have an ISA. And, um, and again, our foundation really is just grinding the phones. And, and for me now, uh, my day-to-day -day operations is, is really just being in front of agents um, and then helping them you know, establish a baseline for building a successful business, um, you know, through teleprospecting mostly. Uh, we do a lot of stuff on social media now too, because, you know, we know the future is, is headed more in that direction. And, um, you know, we still do, we send out some mailers. Chris, you and I talked about a couple of weeks back, um, we send out about 8,000 mailers per month as well um, on our investment side. And we, we generate a lot of seller leads that don't end up turning into anything on the investment side. So we pass those along to, um, uh, if we can, we'll pass those along to the team and try to list those and then pay our investment team uh, a referral on those. Yeah, so what, I, what I'm always interested in, so I have never, I, I built my business based on, uh, you know, mainly through Sphere and then building out into the other, uh, into the other legs. Well, I started as an investor and then, then jumped into Sphere. Um, and I, so I've never really pounded the phones for expireds and FISBOs and, and all of that. So that's been, I mean, obviously that's your, your bread and butter from, from what I'm saying. So as far as the expireds and FISBOs, how have you seen that shift during, uh, during the COVID and, and this, this whole pandemic crisis? Like, are you seeing people answering the phone more, more interested in selling if they get the right price or are they less interested? Like, what are you seeing as far as conversion ratios and all, all of that with that? Well, let me just start at um, just the phones in general. I, I think they've become a lot more useful uh, with the whole COVID-19 thing because um, people aren't really meeting in person right now, right? And so, you know, you can door knock. I guess that's one way to generate leads. Um, it's, it's not a super efficient way to generate leads, but certainly it works. Uh, it's a powerful connection if you could make it at, at, the, at the doorstep because, you know, you're, you're able to they're able to translate your body language. There's a lot more, you know, um, there's, a, there's a lot more, you know, they can see you for who you are uh, when you're in person versus, you know, when you're on the other line to, end of a phone, it's just a voice and, and you're, you know, you know, the way you're communicating. Uh, but it, 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 it's gotten infinitely more important for us to be able to make those calls. And I'll tell you this, Chris, I think when what we did is we shifted, right? We acknowledged the elephant in the room. And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe a phone call, you know, uh, six months ago started out completely different. Whereas today, you know, we're acknowledging, hey, you know, these are really crazy times, you know what I mean? And, and we're, we're actually saying that to the buyer or seller when we communicate to them on the phone. And um, what's really cool about the phones right now is, 
Um, the hardest thing to do when you're building rapport is, is try and create commonalities um, on the phone. And one thing we all know we have in common right now is the COVID-19 um, pandemic. And so we can create that commonality right away and it makes it much easier for us to build rapport with the consumer on the phone when we can create that commonality. And I'll tell you, I think we've been, you know, we still get the occasional, a, hey, you know, um, F you buddy, or how'd you get my number or, or all that. And, and in some cases we can break that down just depending on the uh, buyer or seller's motivation. But I'll tell you, man, the phones have kind of been our savior brother uh, because there's not a, not a ton of networking events going on. People aren't meeting in large groups right now. Uh, but they're responsive on the phones. And, and we all know, um, I'm not sure about your market, but our markets, um, it's, it's, we have a very low inventory. Inventory is probably down 30, 32% here, um, year over year. And um, we have a ton of buyers <laughs> and we have low interest rates and um, high motivation. So um, we're, we're just, we're, the phones have been really pleasant to us, um, especially for those who are motivated to get their property sold. Um, because the landscape for them looks extremely good unless they're, of course, you know, they're, they're turning over one house and buying another in which, you know, that's a totally different story, but I'll tell you, the response has been really good. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to continue to, to drive hard, um, and, 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 you know, connect with consumers and meet them where they're at. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I think one of the things that that's interesting, success leaves clues, right? And over and over and over again, we're seeing this, um, you know, anybody that's successful, you're seeing clues left everywhere. And so for me personally, um, on a slow day, and I'm, I'm not really doing that much in production anymore, but I am driving um, driving a lot of traffic and a lot of uh, deals our way. But on a slow day, I'm still talking to, I think 93 people is kind of an, an average on a low day, but usually it's, it's somewhere around 125 phone calls, 125 conversations a day yeah. is, is what I'm, I'm having. And it's so interesting because I was talking to a friend of mine who, who runs a, a massive coaching business. And he was like, you know, do you, do, does everybody have a system in place where you can look at it and say, did you do this today? Did you do this today? Did you do this today? And if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I'm not succeeding. You can look back and say, Hey, did you make your phone calls today? Did you do your personal education today? Did you do your follow-up today? And, and if they didn't do all, if, if they didn't do all of that, then you say, well, there's your gap. There's your gap. But I just find it interesting because you're, you're talking about this right now, the phone call piece of it, like, people do not want to make phone calls. And then the, and, and the reality is agents are not wanting to make phone calls. And the reality is they're, they're therefore saying, I don't want to have money in my bank account because I don't yeah, want to make yeah. phone calls. So anyway, I just wanted to jump in because you said that and you, you passed over it, but I think it's, it's so true here that people can learn. Everybody needs to learn this, that that is how you make money in this business. Right. It, you know, it's interesting that you say that and I, I always tell everybody, like every sale you've ever had all started from a conversation, right? So if you're telling me you don't want to make phone calls, you're telling me you don't want to connect with consumers. And if you don't want to connect with consumers, you're in the wrong field. You, you can't have success in real estate without connecting with people who are interested in buying and selling. And um, while it, it is much easier to talk to people who already know, like, and trust you, right? Your SOI, your sphere, um, that, that can represent a, a, a small or, or maybe even a large piece of your business in some cases, but it can't represent your entire business or it shouldn't because 
the reality of it is if you want a perfectly balanced real estate business, I call it the law of 33, right? 33.3% of your business should be res represented by your sphere. 33.3% of your business should re re be represented by outbound prospecting and 33.3% should be represented by inbound leads, right? So those are for sale by owners, uh, internet leads, um, expireds, right? And so if you, in that way, if, if one if one piece of your business isn't feeding you, you have two others to rely on, right? And you're, you're, it's, it's really about driving consistency in your business so that you don't see those ebbs and flows that a lot of real estate agents have when, you know, they, they have one month where they do seven deals and then the next month, they totally neglected their prospecting because they were so busy showing houses and now they've got to start from scratch the following month and they might lay a goose egg, right? Um, so really the lead generation, man, when you talk about it, it's almost, it's almost taboo now because we talked about it for so many years and it's so easy to generate leads and really the more important piece of this conversation is lead conversion, right? And the, the whole lead conversion piece is based on consistency. It's based on the agent showing up at the same time every day and making, you know, the, the number of calls it would entail to hit the number of contacts, to hit the number of, you know, uh, appointments, to hit the number of sales, right? And so we're always driving the metrics. And like you said, man, success leads <laughs> clues. And when you do it long enough, if you're laying a goose egg and you know your numbers and you know that for every 400 calls you make, you get a sale, and you need two more deals, well then you know what you gotta do, right? You know you gotta make 800 calls if you wanna get two deals to round out the month. And I love that predictability in business where in, in most cases, most agents only take what's given to them, right? And they don't, they don't take action, they don't take, they take what's given to them. And, and so if nothing's given to them, then they don't, they don't do any deals. And I mean, let's be honest, my friend, we, we can't, you can't survive no business can survive that way. Any business. And the cool thing about this, Chris, is like this, this holds true for any business. Every business needs consumers. And so it's every business needs to lead generate. And if you're not lead generating, you're probably on your way out of business. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. So to, to get a little further into this, let me ask this question. So you have agents on your team. What does the system look like? If I'm, I'm an agent on your team, um, what would you, and I come in and I say, all right, Mike, I want to succeed. Give me the blueprint. Tell me, tell me what the blueprint is so that I can look at it and say, if I color by numbers and red stays red, then, then what is, what does that color by numbers look like with, with your team to, to yeah. find success? And I, yeah. and I want to make, I want to make six figures plus a year. What, how do I do that? Right. And so the first thing we want them to do is, is we want them to train on the systems and processes of the technology that we're using. So any new agent that comes on our team right now is going to spend the first couple weeks um, with one of our lead prospecting agents. Um, the, the standard is 1500 calls a week right now. And, and, and so we, we do that by using a triple line dialer. Everybody's familiar with Mojo, I assume and then providing them some good quality data, right? Because we're- 1,500 calls a week? Yeah, 1,500 calls a week. And is that is that a, a connection or 1,500 outbound calls? 1,500 outbound calls, because okay. we know that's gonna drive results, right? We, 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 we've got kind of, like you said, the blueprint. 
And what, so that's where we start, right? And and it I, I just want to I want to ask a, a couple of questions just so we nail down and like get get it so clear for everybody. So fifteen hundred outbound calls a week. You're using Mojo for that. Um, are you the data ahead of time? Um, are you loading the data the day before, or is that something they do the morning of? We are consistently loading new data. So we use different data, right? We have, obviously we have our buyer leads that we're generating from a, a platform called Commissions Inc, which we can drive into Mojo as well. Uh, but we also, we have a, a lot of seller data. We, 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 um, we drive all our FISBO and expired data into Mojo. And then we also drive a lot of investment data in there. Um, and so we're constantly, again, the, the businesses that we're in are very complementary, right? The investment side and then the residential real estate sales side. Um, whereas, you know, maybe one out of every 10 um, uh, uh, sellers is interested in selling their home for cash, right? They don't want to put it on the market. They need a quick sale. And then the other nine are really good listing opportunities. So um, what we'll do is if our agents find us an in investment opportunities, we'll pay them 10% of the net profit, right? So if it's a $10,000 it's a $10, $10,000 wholesale, we'll pay them a thousand bucks on it, right? And if it's a listing, you know, that's great. Then our investment team just charges them a referral fee. It's a 25% referral fee, but then they get the listing. And so the, 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 your question about data is, is extremely important because we could literally just load data from the phone book in there, right? And just have them call that way. But what we're doing is we're having them call optimized data. And what I mean by that is the data that they call has a much higher likelihood of converting into an appointment, right? Because maybe it's probate data or maybe it's, um, maybe it's a uh, divorce data or maybe it's um, pre foreclosure data or, or, you know, there's, there's some sort of a, a distress stamp put on the data so that when we call, we know, again, we have a much higher likelihood of being able to convert that data. Yeah. And, and actually, so Paul is asking real quick, um, uh, just to be clear, 1,500 calls a week, is that per team member? Per team member, yes, sir. Okay. And yeah, remember, yeah. Paul, we're on a triple line dialer, so we can make we can make about 300 calls in an hour and 45 minutes. So, so yeah, so uh, what is that? That's, that's about 10 hours, 10 hours a week will we'll get you to, to over 1,500, right? Yep. Yep. And, and again, we, we're, we're always about optimization. So everybody's seen the internet lead study, right? Where we know the best connection times are, are traditionally between eight and 10 and four and seven. So we really try to make sure if, if some of our team members have limited time to dial the phones that we're scheduling, you know, during those, those uh, optimal times. And then we're running our appointments in between those times or after those times. And let me throw this out there about the triple line dialers or so, well, I've been hearing different things. So we're actually trying to go back and forth because I've heard the triple line dialers. We have, we have triple line mojos as well. And uh, I'm hearing that the individual ones don't mark stuff as spam, but some of the triple ones are, are starting to mark stuff as spam. So we're actually in the process of testing that. But as far as the auto dialer, let me just say, say the auto dialer piece. Um, one of the cool things about that, Albert Einstein said that, uh, you know, he didn't want to be thinking about, he didn't want to have to continue to make decisions that weren't hard decisions. So all of his clothes were the exact same clothes in his closet, same color. So he didn't have to choose anything there. Bottom line is, I don't mind making phone calls, but I still have to ramp myself up when it's call time. But if I ramp myself up, make a, make a call by hand, and then come down and then think about the next call and then ramp myself up and then ramp down. Just physiologically, it is tiring. So we don't want to do that. 
um, ramp up, ramp down. We want it to just go, 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 go. And the less you think about it, the easier it is, right? Military, keep it simple, stupid, right? We don't want to yeah. overthink the, the process. So, um, so yeah, so Paul is saying he gets about uh, um, 125 calls an hour. So that's about two and a half hours of calling. But yeah, easy to do in, in a week, you know, you, you do two and a half hours a day. And frankly, I mean, bottom line is, I, and I'm going to say this, um, hard words make soft people and soft words make hard people. And uh, we definitely want to, you know, we want to be moldable people. Um, so he, here's the deal. If you are not doing a lot of business and you're not on the phone constantly drumming up new business, you're letting yourself, you're letting your family, you're letting your goals, you're letting everything, everything that you want to be, you're letting it down and you're never going to be that person that you want to be. So I'll tell you what, if you're not doing it, you're not doing your job, get on the phone, do your job. I say that as somebody that wants people to succeed. So sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, no, and, and people want it. People are so like, I, I talked about this yesterday and people are so, they, they think they hate phone calls and they haven't made any. It's so weird because people confuse being dispassionate with being fearful and they're not the same thing. Um, fear is typically, fear is just based on what you think might happen if you do something. And, and in most cases, we know this, right? It's, most of it's never true. Uh, and we do it and then we become more comfortable with it. Being dispassionate about something is making the calls, having success, and then you don't like what you're doing. And in that case, you should probably find something else to do that you're passionate about. But don't confuse being fearful and being dispassionate. They're not the same thing. I promise you, if you're fearful and you take action and you have success and you start making money in real estate, more than likely, you're going to enjoy it and you're going to want to do more of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, just wrote down a little nugget there. All right. So, uh, so with that said, um, tell us, tell us how people can get in touch with you. Get you know, send or, or send referrals your way. Where are you? All that. Yep. So we are, we service uh, Southwest and Central Ohio. We Columbus, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, and Cincinnati. Um, so we're in all three marketplaces, and um, people can get in touch with me. Uh, my email is just mike at mikewallrealestate.com. And uh, on Facebook, uh, anybody can DM me or friend me on there. Uh, I think I have a couple spots left uh, and I probably need to clear out some of my, some of my friends. Um, and, and, and then I'll, on Instagram, of course, at the real Mike Wall uh, and, and um, love, love getting information on, uh, on Instagram. So if you guys have photos, you want to see, just, I, I'm, I'm kind of new to the whole Instagram thing, but I know I need to get with it. And um, certainly we'll be making um, more of an effort to do that. But yeah, I mean, Feel free to reach out to me, uh, email, Facebook, or Instagram. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Mike, thanks so much for, for being on here. Um, definitely jump in and uh, reach out to Mike if, if there's anything he can do to serve or help you. Um, obviously, you heard he's a wealth of information, wealth of knowledge. It uh, brings a lot to the table. Um, for us here, um, you know, join the Uncommon Real Estate Group if you're not in it already. Uh, you know, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, CradRock, C-R-A-D-D-R-O-C-K. And uh, um, yeah, yeah, jump in and we would love to help serve any way we can. And uh, also the Uncommon Real Estate uh, Podcast is where we're at. So, uh, Mike, you are a stud. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, everybody, reach out to Mike, see how he can help you, see how you can be in his world. And uh, yeah, he's going to bring a lot to the table. So thanks again, Mike. This was incredible. Chris, love what you're doing, man. Keep doing it, brother. Um, the show is fire. I love listening to it. And I love uh, that you're adding, you know, great value into the agent community. So thanks so much for having me. 
All right, brother. I'll catch up with you later on. See me. Yes, sir. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 